Welcome to the Kill Rock Podcast. This is episode 28. Today, we have the band Matter. Out of Southern California, we caught up with them at Malone's for the Silent Planet uh, Day Seeker and Prepared Like a Bride show. Such a great show. Uh, and this is a really fun interview, so stay tuned. But before we get into this episode, we got to let you know that today's episode of the Kill Rock Podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. If you go to audibletrial.com slash killrock, you can get a free 30-day trial as well as a free audiobook download. That is audibletrial.com slash killrock. Everything is free. You can cancel at any time. And anytime you sign up, it kicks back a little cash to the Kill Rock podcast. So go check it out. AudibleTrial.com slash Kill Rock. Yeah. 
And that was Convictions with their song Heart of Fire featuring Ryan Kirby from the band Fit for a King. Go check out their EP. It's on iTunes. It's all it's called Unworthy. Uh, it's on iTunes, Bandcamp, anywhere. Basically, all digital music is sold. You can go check them out live somewhere in Ohio, somewhere in that Midwest region, and pick up a physical copy. Go check out some t-shirts that they have. They have those really cool upside-down cross shirts that you could talk to them about, especially if you are a Christian and you think it is uh, blasphemous. You could talk to them. They'll tell you the story about the t-shirts or you can listen to the kill rock podcast with uh, convictions that we released a few weeks ago and you can learn from there, but they have really cool t-shirts and all that stuff. I don't know how I got to promoting convictions. They're just a good band and we love Josh. He's a great dude. He's following me on Instagram. Hey, Josh, <laughs> I'm stupid. Today is episode 28. Today we have Elijah and DK from the band matter so stoked to get them on the show such incredible dudes but before we get to that interview we have some news and that is our news music so far if you guys write music uh that's specific towards like you know bumper music whatever uh send it our way kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com we'll give you a shout out we'll talk about you on the air and if you're in a band we'll talk about your band and we'll play your band's music kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com so news 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 january 27th former guest of the kill rock podcast dave swanson from the band the frozen ocean which is basically him doing solo stuff under the moniker the frozen ocean is releasing the skeleton key that is January 27, 2015. I myself am a Kickstarter contributor for that album. So I am stoked for my t-shirt, Dave. I am stoked for the album. We got to hear a few songs already. Uh, he's released two songs. It's going to be a great album. And uh, we're super stoked. Uh, it's going to be out on Come and Live. So, you know, yeah, go to Come and Live if you want to listen to the jams. It is free. But support Dave Swanson. Pick up the physical copies, vinyls, his CDs. He's going to have t-shirts and also sweatshirts as well. Go support the Frozen Ocean. Pick up the Skeleton Key. Also, more news. Next week is our last episode of the Kill Rock Podcast. We are going to have Silent Planet Part 2. The first time we had Silent Planet on, they were signed, yet they did not announce it until after the episode. Now they've announced it. Now they have released The Night God Slept, and we talked to Garrett about The Night God Slept, as well as the Solid State bands, as well as Solid State, the label. And we talk about a lot of things. Uh, it's going to be an amazing show, an amazing episode, and it's going to be great to close out the year this way. Uh, also... If you guys are avid readers of IndieVisionMusic.com, stay tuned. I think it's going to happen a little after the new year. Uh, they are they post their uh, yearly albums of the year. Myself, Keith Settles, am going to be contributing to that list. So stay tuned for that. IndieVisionMusic.com. We are going to have Brody Barber, one of the review writers from that site, on the show in a couple weeks. And the week after that, actually, he's going to be the first episode of 2015. The week after that, we're going to have the band Numbers. 
amazing band. Oh my gosh. We had them on the show. Uh, we played their song legally speaking on Monday and the special warp tour announcement episode that was released a day late last Friday. Apologies for that. Some crazy, crazy, crazy things have happened in the last couple of weeks. And I cannot talk about it as we speak right now, but stay tuned. I promise you, everything's going to be great. Everything's going to be copacetic. Everything is going to be amazing. So stay tuned here at the Kill Rock Podcast. If you guys, if you guys haven't checked out the episode, uh, the the week three special edition Warp Tour band announcement unofficial after show last week yet, you guys should. You really should because we didn't just talk about the Warp Tour bands. Last week, we also talked about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Whether the bands uh, Green Day, Joan Jett, or Stevie Ray Vaughan, uh, if they actually deserve a place in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And we kept it geared towards uh, Green Day a little more, mostly because uh, they have uh, ties to the Warped Tour or their, their band style uh, has ties towards the Warped Tour and the Warped Tour generation. Um, but also because they made the hall of fame the first year they were on the ballot. Now, see, this is where I want to hear from you guys, the kill rock listeners, because at least from my, at least in my opinion, I can't see how bands like rush or kiss, no matter how much I don't like kiss or dislike kiss, I don't see how they could wait such a long time to get voted into the rock and roll hall of fame, let alone even be nominated and green day is nominated and inducted their first year. Uh, it's, it's a little crazy to me, to be honest, like I'm not trying to spoil the parade. I'm not trying to rain on anything, but there, are, I, I, you know, my opinion, I feel like there are bands that have contributed more to the rock and roll genre that are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, that deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I mean, look at Stevie Ray Vaughan, probably one of the greatest guitar players of all time, but he's barely getting inducted this year, and he could have been inducted years ago. So I want you guys to email us, kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. That's kind of the question of the week. Does Green Day deserve to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame on their first induction? Because I have no doubt there's nothing in my head that says that they don't deserve to be in it at all but is this too early and in the next coming years when blink 182 is up for nomination will they be inducted their first year this is something that we all want to know here at the kill rock podcast so send us your emails kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com with uh your opinion on this matter pun because we have matter on the show and we have matter coming up next we have the interview with elijah and dk coming up but first before we get to that interview we are going to play a jam off their album teraphim actually every song on this episode is from teraphim you can pick it up on itunes bandcamp google play amazon yada 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 you can listen on spotify this song is a voice here on the hashtag KRP.
Welcome back to the Kill Rock Podcast. I didn't even get your name. Daniel. Daniel. DK. What do you do? Uh, like like guitar. Dustin. Play guitar. Yeah. You just like took a guess. Like I play guitar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he plays guitar. Daniel plays guitar. Elijah. Yeah, this is Elijah Kellogg, and I'm the singer. You're the singer. Yes, yes, sir. With those voice. With that voice. With this voice, yes. <laughs> have you any? Have you gotten any comparisons to any voices that you might have? You might sound like. Um, yeah, singing-wise, definitely. I hear a lot of Rise Against um, when I'm doing my kind of yelly singing stuff. And then, obviously, you know, Dustin from, from Thrice when, I, when I'm doing that, uh, kind of more of the screams, that, that's where that really comes out. But singing-wise, you know, I hear, I've never listened to them, and I probably should because I've heard it about five times, but a band called Sparta. or Sp- Sparta? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Singing-wise, I... I it's sound. I guess I sound like that guy, like when okay. I sing. So I'm not entirely sure. I'm trying to think because I want to say that's Jason Gleason, who was in Further Seems Forever. Yeah, their I last... heard that too. So that might yes. be the guy. Yeah. Because that was that was who I was like. This sounds a lot like. Because I would get compared to Jason Gleason, and I'm like, no, this guy sounds more like Jason Gleason. Than I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. That's a uh, yeah. So I hear that a lot for singing. So I guess I got like three ranges. I'm like either my Rise Against range or my Thrice range or my Sparta Jason Gleason range. So. And forgive me, I didn't even mention I'm talking with Matter. Yeah. Out of uh, Southern California. Where exactly? Yeah, we're uh, we're just north of LA from Santa Clarita. So so yeah. You're north of LA. Yeah, just a little just a little north. So this is actually kind of a drive come down here to Costa Mesa, play with Silent Planet, uh, Malone's. Uh, it's about a half about an hour and a half away. So well, yeah. I'm I'm in like the Pasadena area, so oh, it's okay. a little far. Yeah. yeah, nice. Yeah, that's yeah, it's about the same distance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Santa Clarita, so. Eh, I don't really know anything. I've been, lived in Southern California all my life. I barely like went to Hollywood for the first time. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> now let's talk about Terrafim. Uh, am I pronouncing that right? Yeah, Terrafim or Terrafim. Um, it's kind of. It, we're not really entirely sure. Our super fan Nathan will tell you it's Terrafim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out to I, I hear you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, with that, when did it come out? It came out this year, am I right? Yeah, it came out this year. Uh, this year's been crazy for us. It's kind of, it's it's a wonder that it did, but it, it came out uh, April, and uh, we've done really well, you know, as far as uh, sales. We did a really fun artistic uh, project with a gal named Nicola Honey. And uh, she's she's actually centered out in the UK, and so we had contacted her to do the artwork, and um, we wanted to make it really special. So we, all that to say, it's a very small run, and we only made 205 physical copies. That include all the artwork and stuff like that. And it's fun because I know tonight we will be sold out. We probably won't really we probably won't have any left. Yeah, we have about now, four left. How much? How much did you guys? How much are you guys charging for that? We're just doing ten bucks. Um, obviously, the music is available on Bandcamp. You know, you can digitally download, and that'll be available forever. You know, and guys on it. iTunes. Uh, yeah, iTunes as well. Those are only like that's only seven bucks for the album. Uh, we're on uh, we're on Amazon MP3 and Google Play. We're on everything. So, do you go? Did you guys go through TuneCore to get that, or where'd you guys go through for the online distribution? Yeah, we went through TuneCore. So uh, it's just easy for us as an indie band, as an indie label. Really, I mean, we run ourselves DBA Matter Records. Right. And I just run everything, so. Dude, this is like the, you know what, this is the perfect interview because I just got out of MI doing music business. Oh, awesome. And yeah. so, like, distribution, I don't think I've ever had a band on that could talk about distribution. Yeah, I could, yeah. at least, not even like a, a local or independent band. Um, with, the, with the physical distribution, where'd you guys come up with this idea to be able to, you know, make it special? 
Yeah, I mean, one of the big things is albums don't sell anymore. Um, it's uh, it's a single world. So we we first of all decided that every album that we put out. So the last two albums we put out was um, were were are both been concept albums to keep the listener wanting to hear the whole story. Right. So sometimes you know, a song musically might not necessarily catch their ear, but it's the lyrics, it's the story that tells the whole thing. Right. Um, secondly, we decided to make. Um, when we would make a physical copy, if we were going to make one at all, we would decide that it needed to be artistic and worth owning, you know? Um, I mean, there's a lot of, you can make, you know, jackets, you know, and like put a CD in and not really include any content and still sell it like it's a, you know, $10 CD. But at the end of the day, I don't think really people want that, you know, they, they if they see that and they see that's the only thing they have to offer, um, you know, they might buy it if they really enjoy the music, but for the most part, they're just going to go digital. You know? And I mean, we're all Thrice fans. Yeah. Uh, they came out the Alchemy Index like in 2007. Yeah. Uh, they did something special for that. They released two uh, EPs, or yeah, basically two EPs at the same time for two different albums. Uh, Jack White, a few years ago, basically let all of his LPs up in an air balloon or a weather balloon. I mean, distribution is where it's at, right? You have to be able to get that physical distribution out, right? Yeah, absolutely. It, it makes the most sense. Uh, I mean, DK, he could tell you more just from an artistic kind of suicide like it matters to people to have something physical in their hand. I mean, DK, tell me. Uh, yeah, we, we worked with a really cool artist out in the UK named Nicola Honey. Um, got a ridiculously good deal <laughs> to, to, to do the artwork. And she, I mean, she is phenomenal. Uh, has a very different art style than what you're seeing on a lot of albums right now. Especially with the band style. Yeah, yeah, it's just, um, yeah, especially Teraphim being out of the book of Ezekiel and the Bible and everything, um, it's kind of a more ancient <laughs> kind of feel to it. The cover has ancient Hebrew on it and all that, but she really was able to tap into a really cool, um, what's the word, intricate kind of style for it, and every single song, Teraphim's seven songs, every song has an individual art piece that goes with it, and uh, the album has seven cards in it, and each card is its own thing, where it's lyrics on the back, on the front is the art piece, and she just made absolutely phenomenal work. I mean, we are blown away by it. How long have you guys had these physical CDs to be selling out tonight? Uh, in, since April, so since the, since the April since April dropped, we've moved. You know, we were only able to make 205. Like I said, you know, we're on a small budget. We're a very, you know, we're still growing band. We're running our own thing, but uh, yeah, 205. And tonight is it'll probably be all sold out. Like I said, I think we got. I think I counted today in the merch box like four left. You've given none away. Uh, no, we haven't given. I think I gave. One away. I gave one away. Norma Jean has one of our albums. <laughs> I never heard of them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sh- Norma. Who's Norma Jean? Uh, huge, huge, huge metalcore band. Um, yeah, kidding, yeah. Back from. He's totally kidding. Oh, oh you're kidding. Uh, <laughs> kidding. <laughs> That's good though. I don't know you. <laughs> Is it Josh Goggins, the lead singer, right? Yeah. yeah uh, no. Yeah, 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 <laughs> used to be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Now this is when people stop listening to the Kill Rock podcast. Yeah, when they find <laughs> they find out the host is uh, stupid. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, no. It's uh, yeah. We gave one to him. Uh, of course, you know, we'll give one to different supporters that right. have just really backed us. You know, but I think total like giveaway albums. I mean, you're looking at maybe five. You know. Right. So I mean, you're looking probably like we've probably sold all two hundred. Like yeah. So like since April. So, so as a as a local band, you know, I mean that that number sounds like a drop in the bucket, like nothing. But for a local band, that's huge for us. You know, that means we're supporting ourselves. That right. means we're paying for our recording costs. Um, you know, for the album, we did an Indiegogo fundraiser, okay. and so you know, fans not only paid 
just for the album, but they paid above and beyond, you know, and that was great, you know, like it was really neat to see people want to give more money per album, so, so yeah, it was awesome. Saying hi to the locals. Yeah, saying hi to the locals. <laughs> um, not, you know, you guys, uh, different, for, at least in this local scene, for the last couple of years, it's been saturated with metalcore bands and like yeah. metalish bands. And you guys kind of step out. I think that's kind of why I reached out to you guys because you guys step out not just in a different genre, but actually writing good music. What made you want to write, you know, the songs that you write? Is it mainly your influences, or is it, you know, we got to do something different to stand out? Yeah, I think yeah. DK, DK, we write what we want to hear. Um, I don't know. Most of our influences are like, earlier to mid-2000s, post-hardcore kind of stuff. I mean, totally appreciate you. <laughs> a lot of people and a lot of reviews of our albums have, like, kind of hit on that and just said, yeah, these guys are kind of tapping into that vein of, you know, Artists in the Ambulance, Visu, kind of thrice kind of stuff. Very Visu, and a little Fire Breather, or Fire Breather, well, Fire Breather song, but Fire as well. Yeah, yeah, like, that. that's kind of our main thing but what what we love what i love about matter is we all have really different passions and really different influences musically a drummer way more of like a metal guy um our bassist loves like kind of everything like nat king cole to <laughs> like you know whatever like all kinds of stuff uh i have a lot of metal kind of back in the day that i was super into and then but then i love like radioheads like my favorite band like them and thrice are like equally the, so just to, and then eli is super like punk uh, was in a punk band for like five years which punk band uh it was called fen truck it was it was an old I old totally yeah, we 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 floated around. Uh, I mean, we're we're kind of one of those weird bands that everyone kind of heard about us at one point. Same here. Uh, yeah. So I mean, it's just yeah, it was one it's one of those yeah. So it was a really fun uh, you know punk endeavor. But like DK said, you know, um, what's really fun about doing what we do is uh, for this genre and this style of music is we really feel like we're tapping into um, a weird like lost like library of music that was never really reached its full potential right. i feel like a lot of bands really hit like like even with thrice they really hit their stride um and there was a lot more that could have potentially come from it but then they had a major shift you know they had a right. major change and they didn't really fully explore i think what what we loved about them and so when we decided that we were going to make a band we just decided you know what Let's let's do what they were doing, but let's expand that. Let's open up that universe and, and bring it back. And it's been a huge response. I mean, the, this past year has been massive positive response in a lot of different genres, and that's the best part. I think that's what's always my favorite part about post-hardcore was it hit the hardcore kid and it hit the post-rock kind of indie kid. I mean, it's just, it just it hits everyone's heartstrings with the right song. People have been hearing breakdowns for the past, like, eight years yeah. <laughs> exactly constantly and um that's fine but we i don't know i feel like we i feel like like eli was kind of getting at like i feel like music almost it was started to hit this really cool spot with, with the you know the stuff that thrice was doing and the stuff that poison the well was starting to get at and all that but then we just like jumped straight into just everything being screamo and metalcore right. and we liked where it kind of was. <laughs> we it, liked where it was. A good mixture. I mean, because Thrice, they were able to, you know, pull out those heavy tones, yet have simple melodic lines. And they did so many technical stuff. And I've listened, I mean, on Terrafim, you guys do some weird stuff, too. Yeah, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. Yeah, exactly. I was listening in. 
I was there. I can't remember which song it was, but there is some odd times. It's the one where I think it's a voice. There's like yeah. a little the bass line to do 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 do, and there's like a little you guys like pop in a a beat early, right? Yeah, we drop a beat like in the yeah. chorus, as it were. I, the song doesn't really have a chorus. But. but there's the thing is that not a lot of bands are doing that. Not a, a lot of bands are uh, either they're too simple or they're too extravagant with the things that they're doing. Yeah, that's great. That's a really great point. You know, I mean, we've talked about that a lot. You know, either bands make themselves completely inaccessible or they're or they're too accessible. Like you can guess what's going to happen next, right. and that's and that's the spot where we love being at is we're both. You know, we can be extravagant if we need to, if the, if the part calls for it. But we don't have to feel like dominating, you know, people's eardrums with our, with our killer abilities, you know. Well, and there's, and there's different kinds, because, I mean, when you talk about extravagance, you could be shredding all the time or whatever. None of us are really, like, shredders or anything. But, like, there's a different kind of thing. Tepe's a shredder? Why can't you shred? <laughs> I'm, I'm no Tepe. I'm no Tepe. Um... What eat we, tabs. What we love is the stuff where the common listener could listen to it and not be thrown off, but somebody who's versed in music right. who can pick out a time signature can listen to it and go, "Oh, they, you know, they just went from five four to six eight, and you know, and just the kind of stuff that can actually sink in. Why are we becoming friends now? Because <laughs> it's like uh, per- perfect example: uh, uh, melting point of wax. Yeah. Verse- verses are in five, courses in six. Hey, let's throw a four in the bridge. We love that stuff. We love that stuff. And we kind of naturally, we tend to just kind of naturally write it. It's not like we sit down and we go like, all right, this song has to be in five. Like, it, it kind of just, I mean, it, it just happens. I, I have an example. When my band, we, we would do the same thing. My guitar player, he actually, he wrote in t- different time signatures on accident. Mm-hmm. One time, one time he was playing for me a riff, and I've talked about this on the show, but I think it's perfect for this situation. Um, he was playing a riff and I was listening. I'm like, there's something odd about it. And he's like, what? And I'm like, you're adding on, you're adding on the four or you're adding, you're actually, you're adding on the eight. I was like, you want to play that one? You want to play one less beat? And he's like, how'd you know? No, he was adding on a six. It was in six. So he wanted to, he wanted, he wrote it in five, but he wanted to play it in six. Like, cause he's like, I don't want it to be too weird. I'm like, it sounds better when you go to five. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't, it sounds natural. Yeah, I mean, we we don't want to do stuff where people are just like, whoa, like, what, you know, what was that? I can't follow this or anything. You got to make yeah. it sound organic. But I, I love, um, I love kind of polyrhythmic, odd time signature kind of stuff. And we, we're not like super crazy with it, but I mean... <laughs> Wait, you know, it's it's enough it's enough to keep interest, you know. I mean, that's one of our big uh, that's one of our biggest things when we play live is making sure that the crowd is interested the whole time. You know, even even not even just the album, but when we build a set, we're considering, you know, do we want to do all our heavy songs like, well, you know, yeah, maybe maybe like, you know, if we were on a label, they would want us to, you know, sell all our heavy singles, but you know, but what's going to keep a fan's interest from beginning to end? It's going to be a variety, you know, and that and that's like DK said, we're we're going to pull out cool music tricks when they're appropriate and and other times we're gonna you know throw in a random breakdown here or there just to make sure it's it's fun and accessible it's like if it all sounds the same then it just becomes white noise to the consumer or the listener sorry i'm just amazed by how many bands are content to make all their songs sound the same i i don't know quite why they do that (laughs) i don't either There's there's certain genres that lend themselves to it more um but in matter, we're we're always kind of walking a line of like, no, that we have we already have a song that has that kind of rhythm to it. We already did that kind of thing. 
Whereas I hear a lot of bands just doing every song is doom, 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 goo, doom, doom. Like, and it's just like everything sounds like that. And we'll get back to the band Matter in just one moment. Hope you guys are listening. Hope you guys are enjoying, especially those independent bands. I'll tell you the truth. There's not too many independent bands that actually know what they're doing when it comes to distributing their albums. So hopefully you guys are checking this out. Hope you guys are paying attention and uh, you know, hopefully you guys have your own advice and you can send it to us and we'll spread it on the air. So kill.rock.podcast at gmail.com. You can also send us your material at that email address. Please. If you are an independent band, send us your stuff. We want to play you guys on the air. We want to talk to you guys on the air. Uh, So send us your stuff. Follow us on Twitter slash kill rock podcast. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you could also on Facebook slash kill dot rock dot podcast. Two best ways to follow us on the social media. Also, we got to run some pre-roll for you or actually mid-roll for you guys. Uh, Audibletrial.com slash kill rock. You're the best way for you guys to support the kill rock podcast financially. And you don't even have to spend a cent. You don't have to spend one little scent audibletrial.com slash kill rock best way they kick back some cash to kill rock podcast like i've said a few times in this episode also rate review subscribe do your due diligence and help keep the podcast on the air we are going to get back to the interview with the band matter in just one moment but first we got to play another song off their album teraphim Woo! This song is Sword. Go check out Terrafim on iTunes. Go check it out on Spotify. Go check it out on their Bandcamp, Amazon, Google Play, everywhere. Go check out Terrafim. This is Sword here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Shadows on the walls Ghosts of it itself 
religious secrets But preaching to the choir Shout them from the steeple As they throw you to the fire I love When you're just So, uh, alright, okay, um, so you're the vocals, you just do vocals on stage, right? Yeah, um, for a while there, I mean, we've been a band in the public eye for a little over two years now, so when we first, our first album, our first full length, I actually played guitar, and I, and we had three guitarists, um, that got really busy on stage pretty quickly, and it just became a lot, especially when we started writing Terrafem, it became a lot to start thinking about three guitar parts, um, and don't get me wrong, in Terrafin we have a, we have some parts that have eight guitar parts, you know. But but it's easier to do that in studio versus me standing there with the guitar and, and everyone kind of looking at me and going, well, what is he gonna play, you know? So it just got to the point where we felt like, you know, the voice is strong enough, the screaming is strong enough, the yelling, the the storytelling. I write all the lyrics, you know, and uh, you know that's enough, you know. And I don't need to I don't need to add. So it's been great. The transition's been wonderful. You know? Now we're talking about the music business. Have you guys had any? Any meetings with any specific uh, people in the business? Uh, you know, not not necessarily. We have had a lot of interest. You know, we we've we've just chatted really really casually, tied to any one thing. And a lot of times, I think we're thinking through a lot of different stuff right now as a band personally. Um, and that's not even to say that those labels would end up being someone that we would like have to be with. But it's neat to get recognition, you know. Um, in the meantime, though, no, we haven't had any serious offers. We haven't had any serious, um, you know, people come to us and really want to like, you know, throw a contract at us. Um, just a lot of interest. And that's kind of the fun place to be in as a band that we kind of have it together. We know what we're doing. Um, so we hold some chips. And it's nice to just sometimes just let it go slowly and not worry about it and not feel like it has to be really fast and we have to get signed. It's, right. That's not what it's about. And, I mean, you guys, DIY, you're going to make money. You're going to make more of the money than if you're on a label. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I mean, absolutely. And in, in, in a lot of label circumstances, that's very true. There's Money can be put up front and they can really, like, they can really buy you out, like really put the money down. But at the end of the day, it's not their money. It's your money. It's just your money getting used first and it's like a loan you know at, at the end of the day you know when you've done all this work and you think you're you know you should be making a lot of money you walk out and you're penniless because 
you know, it's got to go back to the system. And that's, and that's understandable. You know, it's like a high interest loan with contacts. That's basically what a label is, you know, and that's, uh, you know, and that's okay. That's their business. That's okay that they need to make money that way. But right now you're right. The freedom is huge for us. You know, we get to do what we want to do. We get to write what we want to write. We get to play where we want to play. And on top of that, we get paid, you know, we pay ourselves. So it's got to be really, really, um, you know, from a label standpoint, it's going to need to be for us very uh, tantalizing. It's got to be a real deal, you know, and they've got to really want to play the game we want to play. You know, I, I don't think we're going to probably, you know, bend or go with anybody that, that just wants to throw money at the project just to see what, what they can get out of it, you know. Right. So, yeah. Okay, so, uh, I mean, we talked about these bands basically the whole interview. Top band. Top band. Thrice. Brand new, just, just you know, in general. For for us individually, I'd say, I mean, for DK and I, it's definitely been thrice, you know, our whole lives. Um, Hear that, Dustin? I know you're down the street from where we're at right now. <laughs> Maybe, or he's in Seattle, I don't know. Oh, he's, he's back home? He's oh, back he's home? back down here? Okay, well, there you go. So, yeah, we love thrice, and... Uh, and Weezer. Weezer, totally. Josh, Josh is being ridiculous right now. That's that's not true at all. I thought that was Tepe. I do. I, yeah, yeah. I'm okay. I mean, I mean, I like Weezer, but no. I mean, my favorite favorite group's got to be Thrice. Yeah, at the end of the day. Well, I mean, obviously, listen, you guys. You guys don't sound like Thrice, but there's the influence. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, we don't really try to hide it <laughs> like we're kind of like if you're into thricey type stuff it's totally got to send you my old band stuff <laughs> yeah. yeah if you guys are fire we are like artist ambulance yeah that's awesome yeah that's that's very much so what we love what we grew up on it's like we're two years late we broke up two years ago and then you guys started two years ago yeah yeah yeah, yeah well, there was another band and you know there's another band in our area that we really loved and appreciated victorship and the victorship was a huge great band, great band. Yes. It was a fantastic band and um you know, and, and they were a big influence on us as well, honestly. I mean, we were contemporaries, you know, peers just starting going to their shows. And it was such a bummer when we went to go play our first official show, had them on the lineup, and we hear that they broke up, you know. I mean, it's just like, so it's it's kind of a really weird world that we're living in because, you know, right now we're kind of carrying the torch. And there's not a lot of bands doing what we're doing right now, so. Best band. Just walk away. He's got, a, he's got a lot. I mean, like DK said, you know, Josh loves just, you know, the old, old bluesy stuff, okay. jazz. He likes um, like City and Color a lot. I know he, he loves acoustic, a lot of acoustic. Are you guys, how, how into that City's Burn are you guys in? Uh, I have their second album. What is it, Come Now Sleep? Uh, that one's pretty good. Um, was never like a huge fan of theirs. I think that, that would have been the album where I would say is my favorite. Yeah, you know, I never, I never really had an opportunity to listen to them, so I, I don't know. <laughs> so what's the future for Matter? Are you going to break out of the Southern California scene? or I mean, we guys are going DIY. Is there any tours planned or anything? Biggest future hope for us is, yeah, definitely become a national band. Um, it would be awesome. It, you know, in an ideal world, uh, being a national DIY band would be fantastic. You know, tour, you know, tour twice a year. Um, you know, get to get to play with bands that we love, but still manage ourselves. You know, that would be ideal. Unfortunately, I think we live in a world where that's not entirely possible. We don't have the contacts. Um, booking agents like to work together. They want to work with bands that they know are going to be able to sell because the labels got money behind it. So, you know, at the end of the day, we we might have to pair up with somebody. Uh, and I know there's, um, I mean, I mean, talk about like, you know, like there's some there's some labels out there if they contacted us. I think we would be, we would be definitely like excited. You know. 
So. Victory. I mean, a lot of people have crapped on victory the last few years, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna forecast they're gonna have a pretty big 2015. Yeah, I think they're. So, okay. I think yeah, I think they're in a position where you know. Victory is really trying to change the reputation, which is great. And um, yeah, they're really trying to say they're really trying to you know just be better, you know, at their craft. And and they were, I mean, they used to be the king, having Thursday, having Bayside, having, I mean, you know. So this this is just some changes, you know, that they need to make. And and it's great to see them want to do that. And you know, and even just to chat with us and kind of like throw it out there, like we could be part of that, you know. So I don't know. We'll see. That's all totally just. You know, it's all very chill right now. So well, we will see what happens in the future, yes, for especially for these local bands. I had Kevin Lyman on the show uh, earlier in December, but he even said he's really he's really optimistic about the bands coming out. And you know what? After hearing you guys, after hearing you guys talk about, especially you guys, got your heads on your shoulders. You have the distribution thing down. You guys know what you're doing. I could see a great future for the band Matter. Yeah, I, I believe I, I believe we have a great future. You know, we have a great God. We have a great Savior in Jesus Christ. And um, and he's, you know, he's guiding our work. And um, and as long as we just keep bringing him glory, you know, he's going to he's going to be he's going to keep us keep us going. And, and if that means, you know, like we fizzle out and die, then that's what we're supposed to do. Then that's OK. But if it, but if you know what, at the end of the day, I don't think that's that's in the cards for us. I think we are definitely looking forward to a, a great new year. So so it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Where can we find Matter on the interwebs? Yes, everything is backslash Matter Band. So Matter Band. You're looking at Facebook or Instagram. Matter. Uh, I'm sorry. How do you spell Matter? Uh, M A T T E R. Yeah, and then I think Instagram's weird. We're like backslash mat Band Matter. So yeah, but but if you go to MatterBand.com, that's that's our website. We have portals to all of our social media and 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 uh, tours and updates, and as well as both of our albums streaming online. So on our on our website. Spotify as well, yeah. We'll talk about Spotify next time you're on the show because you guys are going to be on the show again. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I promise. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having us. For sure. we really Thank you guys for joining us.
And that was a remnant by Matter off their album Teraphim. We want to thank Elijah and DK for coming on the show once again. Such a fun time. If you guys can't even tell, we had an enjoyable time getting to talk to each other, talk about local bands, talk about, you know, distribution, talk about all that stuff. Talk about Thrice. We got to talk about Thrice. That's probably one of the best subjects. Uh, at least one of my favorite subjects. And speaking of Thrice, yesterday, I actually got to go out to uh, the Glass House. Got to see Dustin Kensrue for the first time. It's the first time I've seen anything resembling Thrice since their last show in June of 2012. So it was an amazing time. I'm going to talk about it more next week when we have Silent Planet on the show for their second part of their interview we got to hang out with them at malone's as like we did with prepared like a bride and matter uh so stay tuned We're, next week is going to be a crazy week it's the last show of the year of 2014 what are we going to do next week well i will tell you about the where's the band tour stop in uh, pomona at the glass house featuring dustin kentru i will also give you my top five albums of 2014 and you can check out my top 20 at indivision.com indivisionmusic.com uh when they're posted i'm gonna post i'm gonna write in 20 albums of 2014 that i thought were good enough to be on that list as well as five eps so and i think i'm gonna do 10 songs we'll see uh, but that's going to be on indivisionmusic.com. But next week, I'm going to do my top five albums for you guys here on the Kill Rock Podcast. Next week, like I said already, we have Silent Planet. It's going to be such a great show. I am so stoked. 2014 was such a good year for the Kill Rock Podcast. It was the first year of the Kill Rock Podcast. It was actually the first half of a year for the Kill Rock Podcast. So much more to do. So much more to go. So many interviews to line up. We are so stoked for 2015. We wish you guys a Merry Christmas, a Happy Holiday, and to close it all out, because we have Silent Planet coming off the sh coming on the show next week, I'm going to play my favorite jam, Off the Night God Slept. It's actually been my favorite Silent Planet song for quite some time. This is Tiny Hands, off their album The Night God Slept, released on Solid State Records. We will see you guys next week for the last episode of the Kill Rock Podcast of 2014.
Thank you.